Oh, heck yeah. Okay. I found this the other day and uh, decided I sent it to my group chat and I said, who's going to do this for my wedding? So it says, thinking of getting into the wedding industry where I offer my services to brides with overbearing families and my job will be to remind everyone else it is not their wedding. I can do passive-aggressive, private aside with a vaguely threatening air, or just tell them to shut the fuck up in front of everyone. (laughs) The plan is, you tell them I'm your fiancé's estranged stepsister, so they'll even sympathize with you for being stuck with me instead of hate you when I tell them no one wants to hear about why they rudely disagree with your veil choice. (laughs) Somebody responded and said, I will hire your services at my wedding. Thanks. And they said, oh, I do this for free as long as there's food at the reception for me. Oh, that's nice. I wish I had gotten that when I got married. We're a social disease and I'm Elisa Weglund. My name is Jess, and welcome to our Degrassi podcast. Woo, woo, woo. Whoop, whoop. So today, we're talking about season one, episode nine, um, Secrets and Lies, originally aired in Canada December 16th, 2001, originally aired in the U.S. on May 13th, 2002. Um, so finally, again, we have a... An episode named after a song. Ooh. Um, it is... Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. I was looking at a different fucking episode when I wrote that. So, hang on. Let me just... This is Secrets and Lies, right? Oh, wait. No, it's Coming of Age. Coming of Age. Yes, yes, yes. Coming of Age, episode nine. So, it is named after a Jay-Z song. Oh, it it says Jay-Z and Damn Yankees, who I've never heard of, except in the context of Damn Yankees, the musical. But I'm assuming it's like a rap group. I guess they must have been popular back in the early 2000s. Probably. Or, you know, what? they have they have a tendency to use like older songs as the titles. But Jay-Z wasn't popular too long before the 2000s was he um i don't think so i just remember hearing him in a lot of middle school dances yeah that was a thing for sure but that was around this time too yes um and then the only real like fact we have in this episode is that manny's birthday and birthplace are revealed so Her birthday is August 15th, 1989, which is exactly one day and one year before my birthday. That's amazing. I know, because my birthday is August 16th, 1990, and Manny and I are both Leos, which I got really excited about because I forgot they say that in this episode. And her birthplace is Manila. She's from the Philippines. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because her parents, um, her parents are immigrants, and we actually we get to know her parents a lot later. But they're um, they're immigrants to Canada from the Philippines. That is so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. this episode, I really loved Mammy. She was a fireball. Yes, she was so cute, and she was so helpful. 
I know. Her and Emma just make my heart sing. They're just like I, the BS of friends. I know. I love them as friends. They're so they're so cute together. Um, but like it was so, so like where should we even start? I feel like once again, as they did in these early seasons, there's like two very specific plots. It's like the eighth graders and the seventh graders. Yeah. So which one do we want to talk about first? Um, we can talk about the eighth graders first since it kind of starts out with them. All right. Yeah. Like Ashley and Jimmy. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any like opening thoughts or like good, good starting points? Well, you know, I did actually empathize with Jimmy at first because I didn't realize what was going on with Jimmy. When he had said that he had been at dinner for like eight days, I was like, oh shit, is this poor kid like abused yeah abused or like at home with no money like his parents can't feed him you know I was thinking all the worst thoughts like this like he's like neglected or they don't have enough money to eat yeah yeah and so at first I was like oh poor Jimmy but uh Jimmy also was very annoying the whole episode so (laughs) (laughs) I did not sympathize with him very long so it's interesting that you think he was annoying this episode because um, I think he's supposed to, like, the writers were trying to paint him as, like, more of a, uh, like, an attentive boyfriend this episode. Oh, I can see that. I think I just got annoyed because, I don't know, all relationships at that age are just like why don't you want to be with me forever all the time yeah that's true yeah and it's like especially at that age as we've talked about in previous episodes who really wants to hang out with their boyfriend or girlfriend at that age you have nothing in common true but there, like the thing is I feel like he was really trying this episode because like so all right the basic premise of like their part of it is it's his birthday Jimmy's turning 14 and Ashley's like annoyed that he's been at her house every night for dinner for like a week and a half and she's like getting annoyed with him and she's like I already have a little brother I don't need another one (laughs) (laughs) which like why are you like if you're equating your boyfriend with your brother like he's probably not the one for you no you should probably dump him yeah, but, like, so it's about to be his birthday, and he's like, oh, yeah, my mom's going to make lobster for the family for my birthday. But then she wants to break up with him because she's, like, feeling suffocated, but she doesn't want to do it on his birthday. But then Toby, the little stepbrother, finds out that she's going to dump him and, like, tells him first. Which, what a snitch, Toby. How Which, dare just fucking Toby Tobying all over the place. I know this is such a Toby like Toby episode. And like he's hardly in it, but he still manages to ruin everything. I know, just being a Toby. Yeah. But yeah, so I think like I wrote down in my notes like he was being legit attentive. Like, when he came over and was like, oh, I want to hear my girl's inner thoughts. Like, it's it's annoying because, like, she's not ready for that type of relationship. 
Yeah, and I think it was pretty dumb of them to get back together at the end of the episode. Ugh, they're skipped ahead, but so stupid. I know, and like they're they're like the original Degrassi on again off again couple. But I agree, they should not have gotten back together. Like after they broke up, I feel like she should have just let well enough alone and been like, you know what, I was a dick. I'm gonna own it, and uh, just not try to get back together with him. You know? Yeah, like I obviously don't have those feelings anymore I should not be leading him on by like because she says oh my god like as as we were talking about earlier um like he's like are you doing this because you feel bad for me and she's like no but it's so obvious yeah like you you definitely are yeah yeah there's no way that you're not doing it because you don't feel bad for him because if we skip back a little bit um Jimmy, when they go to his house for that delicious lobster, <laughs> there's no lobster. There ain't no lobster. There ain't no anything. No, there is nothing for Jimmy. And there's we- pizza yeah. money and a phone message. It's just so depressing. Like that. That was when I started to feel sad for him again. Because yeah, I was- like when you see his home life. Yeah, and then he calls the pizza guy, and he's like, "Hey, it's Jimmy." Or whatever, the normal pizza delivery man. Yeah, hey, Marco, it's... J- or not Marco, because, like, that's the guy. Like, hey, whoever, it's Jimmy. I'll take the usual. Like, aw. But then he says what the usual is. You don't have to say what the usual is, man. He that's, that is true. He does make an effort to specify that it's, like, a medium pepperoni or whatever. Yeah, that was my husband's input into this episode. <laughs> was if he knows what the if he knows what the usual is, you shouldn't have to say it. Yeah, he was like, "Why did he tell him what the usual was if he already knew?" Thanks, Jarrett, for your input. <laughs> Jarrett, Jarrett's insight into the cross. I love it. <laughs> well, Sydney also watched the episode with me this morning, and. Their input was, uh, on that scene was, um, shit, it totally just left my head. I hate my brain. Oh, no, it's fine. Sometimes just things disappear. Yeah, they do. Whatever. I'm also knitting, which doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what, is there anything else you want to say about the eighth grader storyline before we move on to our blessed Emma Oh, Emma. Um, So my last point about Jimmy was just he kicks Ashley out of his house because he heard from Toby that she wanted to break up with him. Um, But I felt like that scene where he like kicked her out was kind of just like over an over the top projection of his loneliness. Yeah. Because he was like, and I mean, like, he's 14. He doesn't know how to really, like, express these things necessarily. But he's just, like, super fucking sad and alone on his birthday. And he knows, probably, he knew from the time that he was telling them about the lobster that the lobster wasn't going to happen. And he probably knew that, like, this whole pizza takeout situation was going to happen on his birthday with his parents working late. He probably knew that from the beginning and like having Ashley around for his birthday was like his last hope 
of having a good birthday. And then he's like all depressed because he heard from Toby that she wants to break up. And that's like his last person, you know? Yeah, that was like what he was holding on to. He's like, well, at least I can go to Ashley's. You know? Yeah, and then he hears Back. that like she doesn't even want him around. Like that's got to feel terrible. And hearing that is like being overwhelming and clingy. Like you could tell when he was like yelling at her about mm-hmm. it. That like really hurt by those words yeah yeah so it was just it was like a sad little he's just a sad little like latchkey kid of rich parents I know it's like you know you're always like well shouldn't feel bad for rich people because they have all the money but it's like these kids that get yeah but like what about their kids yeah it's like don't have kids if you're just gonna ignore your goddamn kids Right, because I mean, and we find out later, like, his dad is a lawyer, so, and he's, like, a super high-powered lawyer, so he's got, like, all this shit that he has to do all the time, and, like, I forget what the mom does, but she also works all the time, but, like, yeah, it's, this is a running, it's a running thing with Jimmy as it goes on that, like, his parents are, like, we see his dad eventually, but, like, actually, we see both of them eventually, but, like, it's just a like an ongoing thing how like they're not necessarily neglectful they just like expect him to fend for himself pretty much all the time which is horrible because it's like let a kid be a kid right exactly and like who knows how young he was when this started yeah who knows how young they determined him to be okay to take care of himself and order a pizza Mm -hmm. yeah because I mean like I know, I know some people do it when their kids are starting real young, like nine or 10, like, oh, you can take the school bus home, let yourself in, order pizza for dinner, I'll be home before bedtime or something. Like, order pizza, do your homework, give me a call to let me know you got home. And like, I know, like, you do what you got to do when you're a working parent. Not to say that, like, the way that anybody's taking care of their kids is wrong, necessarily, but like, it feels a little just... I don't know. Sad. I think I tried to like overemphasize how much it affects children. Yeah. So like, because you know, it's always over dramatized because it's a soap opera for children. Definitely. But I think like it really tried to drive the point home of like, it's okay for you to be like to feel lonely because I'm sure there's other kids who watch the show and were like, oh yeah, you know, I relate. Yeah. But then maybe they're like Jimmy and thinking I shouldn't be that sad to be alone. Like, oh, it's every because, you know, the ones that have their parents around all the time, it's like their dream. When I oh, my God, I was like so well taken care of as a kid that like I would wait for like the 20 minutes when my mom or my grandma would like go to the store and leave me home alone. (laughs) Like I fucking waited for it. Like I had to wait. Like there was like a whole thing where they were like okay, you're old enough to stay home, like, for 20 minutes while I go to the store, like, for an hour, and, like, there was a whole, like, age hierarchy of, like, how long I was allowed to stay home, which is hilarious, because it seemed like there was this whole, um, system, and they had no one to base it on, because I'm an only child, so I don't know where it came from. I know, I don't know how my parents (laughs) determine things for me, because I'm the oldest, it's like, oh, yeah. Well, how do you determine that I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies till I was 17? Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe that one just because, like, it says 17 on them. Yeah. 
And then my brother got to watch R-rated movies and play mature games. And I was like, what was, what the hell? The second child always gets like more privileges than the first one. It's true, man. It's so true. And it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, it really is. Because, I mean, it's like those loves commercials, like the first baby versus the second baby. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Totally accurate, just in baby form. I know. Like, and my friends with multiple kids. It's so weird, by the way, being, like, childbearing age and seeing all your kids have, or all your friends having, like, multiple kids. Oh, I know. And then being the people who, like, don't want to have children and be yeah. like, oh, well, who the fuck am I going to hang out with? Seriously. Dude, and I, like, okay, still at, like, I'm going to be 30 in August. And still, every time I see a pregnancy announcement on Facebook, I'm just like, shit, what are you going to do? Yeah, I know, right? <sighs> and then I remember that, like, we're all married and have families and, like, they're just going to keep it and raise it. <laughs> it's like, no, what are you doing? This is dumb. Uh, like, I just, I can't abide the child-rearing lifestyle Neither can I, man. It's just too scary. Like, more power to you if you're procreating, but, like, I don't understand how you're making it work right now. Oh, man. I, if we're talking all about the coronavirus that's happening, I don't understand how parents are going to survive this the rest of this year. Yeah, seriously, because, like, they're talking about in-person school going back in session in August but what they don't realize is that's literally a month from now and nothing's gonna be better in a month no and then like I've heard places talk about like having to do homeschooling and oh my god could you imagine like if you had lost your job and you're trying to find a new job while also homeschooling your children Mm-hmm. a mess a total mess uh. and like I don't know. Like, I've heard, I have a lot of friends that are parents, and so I hear it from all ends of the spectrum, because I know people from all over the country, like, from all different points in my life, and so I have this this cool privilege of, like, just seeing, like, windows into the lives of, like, all these different kinds of people via my Facebook feed, But so, like, it's been really interesting to see how my friends are dealing with parenting in all different ways during during this, like, pandemic. Yeah. And I especially, I have, like, four friends that gave birth recently. Jesus Christ. I know. I have four friends that had babies, like, in the last month. And it's really crazy to see how they're, like, having to protect their, like, newborn infants from all of this bullshit and I can't like I can't imagine having to do that and also like look for a job yeah I because like drown myself in a bathtub seriously because like also the job market is bullshit yeah the only places that are hiring are like MLMs yeah and it's like oh thank you for this pyramid scheme job yeah, I have, I'm supposed to have an orientation for one of those this afternoon, and I'm just like, <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, you could just show up and ask, like, all of the most infuriating questions. I'm just going to straight up blow it off. <laughs> I'm don't... just, like, straight up not going. 
the best thing in the world, just not going to things. Yeah. I, that's like the best privilege of being an adult. Oh, yeah. You can eat an entire pie if you want to, and you also don't ever have to go places you don't want to go. Except I do have to go places I don't want to go because I have to go to the doctor a lot. That's true. Same here. <sighs> but should we talk about Emma? Yes. Oh, my God. I have so much to say about Emma and Spike this episode spike was so good spike is an angel sent from heaven and the thing is like she's always that good of a mom oh i love her when she like went off on that dude with the ice cream cone situation i was like yes bye chef's kiss magical beautiful yes 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 and oh my god just going back to the beginning of the episode with emma just when she like blew up because she was trying to like focus <laughs> and they were just, the like, horoscopes so... I was like Emma oh my goodness I love you so much <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> and then when Manny's like you seem like a workaholic and she was just like yes maybe I am <laughs> So, like, do you want to explain what's going on with Emma a little bit since I did the other one? Oh, yes. Okay. So, basically, it starts off with the seventh graders with, like, they're Emma's trying to focus and they're doing horoscopes in the background, Manny and Sean. And then Emma blows up and she's like, y'all, fuck y'all. I'm trying to <laughs> Like, I'm trying to do my homework. <laughs> yeah. And Emma is totally a workaholic. Um, I wrote here, Emma's cry face is so good. Oh, I love it. When she's, like, watching the, um, soap operas. Yes. Oh, my God. And Spike, such an angel, comes in and she's like, these these are just supposed to make you sad. Yeah, like, they're designed to upset people. You just have solar system anxiety. Oh, my God. It's so funny. So cute. And then, um, oh, my God, Toby... Oh, wait, that's that's related to those. When Toby's like, hey, Jimmy. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit. Oh, and then Sean and Emma are the cutest. <gasps> oh, I know. Apologizes. And then Sean's like, come on, what? we can do the horoscope now. And then, oh, my God, poor Emma. Poor, poor Emma starting her period. Uh, but Manny is, like, such a queen. She is. She does the girl code thing. She doesn't. She doesn't let her go with Sean. She like is like, um. She's like, did you sit in something? <laughs> God. But and then they go to the bathroom, and Emma Paige. is waiting for Manny, and Paige shows her dumb face, but then she. But she's like surprisingly compassionate. In that yeah. scene. She's like, oh, wait, honey, I got you. Here's your pad. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And also, like, good on them for showing pads and not just tampons. Yeah, because, you know, not all females or femme types can wear tampons. Yeah, I'm one of them. I can't wear a tampon. Same, same. I get a yeast infection every time. Yeah. My shit's just crooked. It hurts. Ooh. Ooh, that does not count. No, I wore a tampon exactly one time. 
uh, when I was at summer camp because I wanted to go swimming and it hurt the entire time. And then I went home and was like, mom, is that why I've never used tampons before? And she's like, yeah, my birth canal is crooked. That's why you were a C-section baby. And it's probably genetic. So like your shit's just crooked. Ooh, fun time. So like, yeah, I'm genetically crooked. It's okay. I still love your birth canal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it appreciates it. What's left of it, at least. Oh, it's still a special birth canal. (laughs) (laughs) It's birthing nothing. Oh, mine mine ain't birthing nothing either. Not even the eggs at this point. There ain't no more ovaries in there. Oh, shit, yeah. I got no cervix either, though, which is why I pee when I laugh. Oh. Or sneeze. Oh, well, I I feel you on that. My bladder disease makes me, like, pee a little when I get a really big laugh going. Yep. Yeah, I pee pee when I laugh because of no cervix and also because of um, scar tissue on my bladder. Yay. See, we should talk about this to normalize the fact that women and femme types we ain't got our pussies all together. I know, seriously. <laughs> Sometimes they are all just falling apart. Yeah, and that's okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, okay, so I wrote in my notes, 13-year-olds are the worst, because it's true. They are. Do you mean when the boys were, like, making fun of her? Yes, and they're like, what's so big? Ha, ha, ha. Did Emmy pee her pants? Oh my god, I was so mad. And then Emma... Oh, my God. She just shut their shit down. Yes. I love Emma so much. And then JT was just like, uh, he could not handle it. Because they're all like, because he got super, he gets super, I mean, like, he's a 13-year-old boy. So, like, obviously, they're all going to be, he's all going to be, like, weird about menstruation and whatever. but like what a fucking queen and then she's just like perfectly natural and nothing to be ashamed of right miss kwan (laughs) miss kwan just like yes emma yes emma you're perfect and then sean he's like making eyes at her like i love her honesty baby well and that's why like she and sean are so good together because they understand each other like they have things in common they respect each other they genuinely enjoy being around each other. Yeah, and then, like, when Paige tries to embarrass Emma at the end, being like, oh, hey, Sean. Oh, yeah. And then he just stops, and he's like, yeah, of course. If, if you're like, yeah, sure. be great. I was like, yeah, Sean. And then Emma fanning herself, like, she was so hot and bothered. Oh, my God, I know. These children and these children and their hormones. Oh, these children and their, like, sexual feelings. I know. It's just so nice to me. Is that what it is to be allosexual? I don't know, man, because I have never had those kinds of uh, hot and bothered feelings. Not at 12. Not at 12, for sure. At 12, I was like, I want to play with my Brad's doll. Yeah, seriously. I think at 12, I was just, like, really into tap dancing. Yeah, I think the biggest crush I had at 12 was probably, like, Topanga from Boy Meets Oh, hell yeah. Topanga was cute as shit. 
And I didn't even understand my feelings. I was just like, why, why do I really want to be this girl? I really mm-hmm. just, I'm her. <laughs> yep. I think all of like the baby sapphic feelings start out with like, why do I want to be her so badly? And what is this funny feeling in my tummy? Well, that took a turn, but what else that- do we have to say about Emma? Anything? <laughs> I don't think we have anything else about Emma. I think that we just have the, what was your favorite character, your least favorite character in this episode? Yeah. Or like, what was your favorite and least favorite moment? Um, Do you want to go first? Because I have to think about mine. Okay. Well, my favorite character was Emma because Emma was amazing. And she totally, even though she like went through something embarrassing, she turned it around and she was like, I'm going to stand up for all the girls and get a tampon dispenser because no one should go through this embarrassment. Because that's just who Emma is. Yeah, Emma's amazing. And then my least favorite character is Toby because Toby totally snitched on his sister like a little bitch and it ruined Jimmy's birthday. Yep. I have to agree with you on both of those. Like, pretty spot on. Like, I would say Jimmy, but the thing is, is Jimmy went through so much hard shit. It's like, okay, I get it. But Toby, Toby, Toby's like living in luxury. And he's like, I just have to be a little bitch. Yeah, it's true. And he, so like, I agree with you on both of those. Because I would have said least favorite was the way that Jimmy acted. But he's just acting out of sadness. Yeah, he's acting out of like pain that he has no attention at home and he probably gets a lot of attention from Ashley's parents because yeah. they're like very sweet people yeah his mom or her mom is very maternal and like she knows that Ashley likes him so like she's being a good mom and a good host and like he doesn't get that at home yeah exactly but I think that like my favorite thing that happened like not necessarily my favorite person but like my favorite thing was Emma standing up to JT and Toby in front of the entire class. Yes, that was amazing. And Miss Kwan backing her up. (laughs) (laughs) And I just loved the look of, like, shockedness on JT and Toby's face. I know, because they were never expecting her to say that. And then Sean in the back just being like, holy shit, this girl's amazing. Yes, oh, and Sean just, like, rising up being like... Yeah, that's my girl. Yep. And that is his girl, dude. Like, that's his girl. Like, for the next, like, eight to ten years, like, that is his fucking girl. I'm, like, sincerely disappointed that she ends up marrying not him. You might not be when it happens. Okay. I'll hold in the anger. Because, like, there's a lot of time in between when they break up and when Emma gets married. Okay. So like she dates other people. She has she has a couple other like casual casual dates and then she has like another long-term boyfriend after Sean who's not Spinner. Oh. So like there's plenty of time in between to like forget that Sean is her soulmate. Okay. Well then that's that's more decent to me. Yeah, cuz like eventually he goes off the show. Oh, Sean does. Sean does the actor the actor goes off the show so like he's not there anymore which is probably why they couldn't be endgame oh so I think that's why they had to put Emma with somebody else but like 
in the meanwhile, even before he goes off the show, like they have not been together for a while and he's just like a good family friend. So like they do have like a super hot and heavy romance for a while, but then like it cools off and it takes kind of like a natural course where like, I don't know, personally, I'm not that mad at it. I feel like it, if when I watch the whole thing, I'll be less mad about it. Because right yeah. now, I'm totally into Sean plus Emma. Yeah, and I mean, I am too, and you should be. Like, right now, at this point, like, you 100% should be Sean plus Emma. And, like, I'm always going to be a little bit Sean and Emma should have been Endgame. But, like, I understand why the course of the show went the way that it did, I guess. Yeah. But they're super cute together. And they have, they're, like, their first everything's together. Like, they have their first date, and it's both of their first dates ever. Aww. It's gonna be so fucking cute. Like, I'm so excited for the rest of the season. Me too. I'm so excited we're back in black. Hell yes. And we're gonna do, we're gonna, we're back to weekly, right? Yeah, we're gonna be back next week with the 10th episode. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. All right, so anything else before we close? We should do our, like, drop our socials or whatever. Yeah, well, my social is Alien Brain Disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mine is Surprise It's Jess with one S on Instagram. And then the podcast is at Social Disease Pod. Um. There is another podcast called A Social Disease. That's not us. It's also a Degrassi podcast. Uh, I'm sure they're great, but I have not really listened to it. But that's not us. We are just social disease. Um, And shameless plug for my other podcast, uh, I do a Nip Tuck podcast with my partner, Sydney. um, And you can find that at Nip Tuck Pod on Instagram and also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes. Oh, and uh, good announcement. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Yes, as of like this week. So that's hopefully going to bring some new listeners and, and cool stuff. Yes, 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 yes. So thanks for listening. We appreciate your ears. And we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye. Whoop, whoop.